Cynthia, I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift right now and Travis Kelsey. My name is Taylor Swift and I was born oh. in 1989. That's the beginning of her concert, if you didn't know. Obsessed. And it's not even just, it's not even just like the girly mushy stuff. It's everything that it's embodying right now. Yeah. I have watched The Kiss um, more than a hundred times. Mm. Definitely more than three angles. You know what? Every single person that was in that audience, all their cell phones, I've watched the footage <laughs> from each one. Okay. Something I noticed now that she's taken over my For You page is the routine that she has mm -hmm. at the end of her concert, she'll actually change part of her outfit. So her final outfit is this like famous bejeweled outfit. Um, it's blue, it's sexy, it's a you know little blue bodysuit. Uh, and then she has these like high heel blue boots that are covered in sequins. Yeah. And at the end of her concert, she waves goodbye to everyone. Then she goes under the stage and then she does her walk. Once it's all done, the lights are on, people are flowing out of the stadium. She does her walk from backstage to the other backstage area. But in this process, she usually changes out of her high-heeled sexy boots into ballet flats. And then she'll do her walk backstage. She'll hug people. She's usually caught on camera during this moment. So that wasn't the first time she was caught on camera. Yeah. People usually film her during that. But what I noticed when she was running to Mr. Travis Kelsey, embracing him with a big smooch, oh my God. was she was still wearing her midnight blue sexy boots she kept those girlies on and i think we know why all girls can identify with this it doesn't matter who you are you could be taylor effing swift yeah and you still want to impress your man you even though he just feel saw sexy. you you still yeah. want to look fucking hot and you want to impress him yeah yeah oh but you know what this is why i love her she is so relatable every girl knows exactly why she's continuing to wear those heels. <laughs> Every girl knows it. We all know why she didn't change. Yeah. It's because we want to make sure our man is like, mm, you're fucking hot. Yeah. In person, just like. Just killing it. And she's pictured this kiss probably too, just like in her high heels. She's more his I height. literally have goosebumps when we're talking yeah. about this. I love them. I love them because it just reminds, it's, it's the reminder we all need whether you're single or you're in a relationship is just to give a goddamn effort, put in effort, make, make fly, take that flight. Yeah. Take that flight, make the make the little bit of effort that counts because that's all that matters. You'll, you'll get the girl. So dude, she was so happy. She ran off the stage. Yeah. I don't care how insane it sounds, but Taylor Swift has made us believe in love again. Like we, needed this oh my god girl you it, you literally hit the nail on the head the crap that we have to deal with a single i mean i don't know what married people are going through right now because that's a whole other thing like yeah. i was i think i texted you and i was like i almost feel like the single people are the lucky ones and the people who are, who are in miserable marriages are probably sitting there being like fml my life sucks right now because 
I'm watching this love story, this real love story just unfold in front of me. And I'm sitting next to the most miserable human being I know yeah. who just cannot make me happy. Whereas we still have, we, we still have, have hope. a future. We still have hope. Mm -hmm. I mean, so do they after a divorce, but. And there's something about them. Usually I'm the person that's, I'm not jealous, but I come from a very jaded place. And so when I watch love, and I'm sure a lot of people are similar to me, they will look at it with a different kind of light once you've been through all this crap. And so normally when I see love in front of me, I'm like, oh, he's probably gonna cheat on her. Or like, I just have this narrative yeah. going on in my head. But there's something about the way she has unapologetically believed that this can still happen for her. And she's just, moving forward with it and you could just see that all embodied in that mm. moment and with everything that she does with how public she is with this romance and all that stuff we're all seeing that hope yeah. still alive and none of us really want to paint any kind of tainted picture over this mm -hmm. because it is real it comes across as real it yeah. comes across as really really genuine and i know in the beginning a lot of people were speculating like a pr stunt um, everyone was like, oh, travel Travis Kelsey's like PR rap is involved in this somehow and she's the one map all this like BS, whatever, yeah. fine. If they are acting, give them like give them a fucking Oscar because I'll still damn. take it. But yeah, I mean, it it's definitely serving its purpose. Mm -hmm. But I think that's why it's it is giving us hope because it's just genuine. And because she's this thirty three year old girl, thirty three or thirty four. Yeah, she, I think she's thirty he's he, i think he's one year older than her and he i think he's so let's 34 say they're like mid-30s yeah and they're they're potentially like finding their soulmates like we're watching them become soulmates and it's genuine it looks like it's genuine and it's just giving everyone like oh, it can exist it can happen now i know the way they're unfolding their love is on a large scale and so we have to be very aware of that but i'm talking about like the deeper feelings that you can see they're having that deeper intimate connection that they're having with one another mm -hmm. it's just i love it and that's because they both are capable of depth you mm -hmm. can tell and don't give me the whole like oh he's an athlete what do you know about him he's probably brain dead no you yeah. can see in previous interviews like i'm not i'm talking about like him like i know him but you can tell with certain people if they have the capacity mm -hmm. to want a deeper love yeah. and you've seen that in previous interviews with him even if half the stuff he says on air is you know just for fluff mm -hmm. and whatever the fact that you can identify some of the things that he has said um that's a signal that he is a much deeper level he's lover. capable he's, he's capable, capable of it and i think that's yeah. what it is even if he hadn't reached that point up until now or up until he's met this amazing person mm -hmm. he was capable of it and that's the difference yeah some people are just simply not capable and i've experienced this firsthand where you're just like you're you're an idiot like you're socially inept like you just don't know what a deep connection is and they just don't know what they don't know i've come to the realization after having like gone through so many partners that just are never capable of reaching that level of depth that I need in a partnership. Mm -hmm. I now understand how to walk away from that because you have to separate yourself from this person and just be able to say, you're not only are you not capable, but I have to now 
separate myself emotionally from you mm. so that I don't start to think I can change you. I can teach you how to be this. I've been through it too many times to not have learned the lesson that at some point you have to almost treat people who aren't aware of their own inabilities to reach a deeper level of love. You have to treat those people as if they are an addict. A person who is not aware of their own inabilities is just like an addict in the sense that you cannot help an addict. You cannot help them if they don't want to help themselves. Yeah. And part of that wanting to help themselves is them recognizing that they have a problem. Right. And so I know it's a it seems like a little bit of a stretch to bring these two things together, but it's almost the same thing in the sense of that's how you have to look at a person who is just not capable of recognizing the level of depth that you need. You're, you're talking about the part where me as a person dealing with someone who's not capable of giving me something deeper, you're basically saying like, I have to sit there yeah. and say, I can't help you yeah. if you're not even willing to understand you can go deeper and or it's, put in the work to go in deeper. Right. And sometimes it's not their fault because yeah. you're saying if you're not even willing to, well, that's putting that on them. Mm -hmm. But again, it's almost similar to an addict. It's like, is it even their fault that yeah. they're not aware? Sometimes they're just not even capable of it's a being aware. Yeah. 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 And it all happens well, that's interesting. up in their, in their own mind. And by looking at it in that perspective, um, maybe a lot of women and guys who are dealing with partners like this are able to kind of um, detach a bit instead of taking it so personally. Because what ends up happening, and I don't know if people out there are similar to this, but when I'm put in a situation where I'm craving something deeper with my partner and he's just either not capable of it, I end up wanting more and more and trying to get more by, you know, different ways of doing it, whether it's me always like, like asking for more, wanting to do different things or like communicating more and more. But um, it ends up being that he just looks at it as me nagging. And that's the circle that you don't want to find yourself in yeah. with a partner like that. You know, we're all really anxious to get into this loving love that Taylor Swift has. Mm. But you have to be able to recognize when the person in front of you is just not capable of giving you that exciting love. And it's not that you're with a bad person. Yeah. You cannot associate, oh, this is just a bum because he doesn't know how to love. No, no. You can't, this is just a whatever, like he's a lost cause, like, and saying he, 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 she's, she's, you know, these are all very, very negative things, but hey, this, a lot of this is on you too. You want that depth? Yeah. You want that love? You gotta figure out a way to recognize this in people and that's who you go after. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that the other people who are not capable of this are worthless. That's absolutely not it. There's someone for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, they can find a partner who wants that kind of love that they want too, yeah. which is maybe just, it's not the like running to each other mm -hmm. and, and the passion, passion and, the, yeah. and all that. So some, some people don't want that. Yeah. That's fine. But if you recognize that you're the person that wants that, then you're going to have to do the work to only go after 
and not even demand because you're probably not gonna have to demand it out, mm-hmm. out of someone who wants that as well um but really just only go after those who you know can yeah. reciprocate that i think that touches on a really really good point because how many times have we seen relationships that are only meant to be one week or two week relationships that have turned into years of marriage and that's because both parties i'm not even blaming on one person or the other did not recognize that or did not or maybe they recognized that but they were in that I'm, it's going to change. It's going to get better. You know, he's going to put in more effort. She's going to put in more effort. Whatever it is, they were in denial about their circumstances. And it, the one week relationship that just should have been a fling has not turned into this years of your time wasted. I have a question for you because I know what the rebuttal to this is going to be. It's going to be the people that say, well, what happens if he's going to treat the next girl? better if he is going to give that next girl the love that i wanted let's say one of travis kelsey's exes is Mm -hmm. sitting there on the couch um going this isn't the travis i dated Mm -hmm. where was this respect where was this love coming from um when he was with me yeah and so so, you know how how do you answer to that but my question first to you is have you ever known anyone that you have dated that didn't treat you to the level that you wanted to be treated Mm -hmm. and you wanted to engage with and build a partnership with and receive that reciprocal excitement from Mm -hmm. have you ever known anyone to then go on and become a better partner yeah give that love that you wanted to someone else it's interesting you say that because so i i generally the the I've only had a couple of big, big loves in my life and the big, big loves in my life. I don't, I don't have any contact with. And I, so, you know, aside from maybe just through like friends of friends or whatever, if there's like a photo or some random thing that has popped up, but you don't know the story. Right. So I, I can't say that I have personally experienced one of my exes moving on and becoming better. I would hope that they do. I would hope that they do just because I respect our relationship and what we had at the time that I would want them to always be a better person than they were yesterday. That's one. Two though, I have had the reverse where I've been the new girl and the old girlfriend has been like, he has never treated me like this. The effort he's putting in with you has never been the way he's treated me. And I think there's a few different reasons for that. Um, one, I think women in general, were very, very bad at setting boundaries and we allow guys to step all over us from day one. And I learned this very early on. And so like, I made sure my boundaries were put in place in terms of just how I want to be treated and what my standards are. And I'm not saying like, I'm like high maintenance or anything. I'm just talking about basic respect because that dating world right now doesn't, it doesn't exist. Basic respect just doesn't exist anymore um and that's one and two it's also because the guy has learned from his previous relationship and so when he's coming to me he's probably done some work he's you know gained some insight to his own personality what he wants what he doesn't want did it last uh well i'm single right Right. so A lot of people out there would say, yeah, he showed up 
in the first few months, yeah. but it came back to who he was in the end. Right. And which is not yeah. it, that how genuine was that? Was he forcing himself to be maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, men and women, um, pretend a lot in the few weeks of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, for a variety of reasons. A lot of people, it just takes them a lot later to, you know, some people say, oh, I'm a slow burn and oh, that. Yeah. Uh, there's just excuse after, I can't. <laughs> Today's a really bad day to do this recording because I'm just coming with so much anger right now of like some of the shit I've had to go through. Um, it's, this is a really sensitive subject for me because I get really passionate about it as well because I know for myself, I have shown up. Yeah in relationship after relationship. Mm -hmm. Forget about the guys that I don't bother dating. Yeah. The, of course, I'm not gonna show up for them, but I'm talking about every single, like, I don't care who listens to this. All of my exes can listen to this. I, I would challenge any one of them to challenge what I'm saying, yeah. but I showed up through and through in every single relationship. I am a dedicated lover and I show passion and enthusiasm mm -hmm because I know what I want and I know when I'm like someone, I'm going to give them everything yeah. from me. And so it's, it's a very sensitive subject for me because like, and I'm sure a lot of mostly women can relate to this. It's frustrating because nine times out of 10 or 99% of the time you are just not met with that back mm -hmm. and it's so frustrating because at the end of it you're just like well then why were you with me mm -hmm. why why did you waste my time yeah but coming yeah. back to our earlier subject it's like if that was up to us to recognize that they were just not exactly we should have been the one and how many times are we sitting there bitching about god knows what about he hasn't done this he hasn't done that and you're like girl you've been dating him for a few days this is your time to get get out or yeah. or even to my guy you know the guys out there it's if if you're unhappy with the girl you're with, don't continue staying in the relationship. Leave. Okay, so I want to dig into this a little bit more because I, I understand how hard this can be for a lot of people because I've been there. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard in the moment to walk away because what you're faced with in the moment is someone who does like you yeah. and tells you that they like you in sometimes a lot of ways. Yeah and making I, decisions just to your point making decisions and being the one to put your foot down and to make that decision is the hardest thing that most of us will experience it's one of the hardest things in a relationship yeah and anything in life actually it, it is because it sucks that you have to be the one to do the yeah. work you have to be the one to be the bad guy when yeah. it's not your fault yeah. Um, not that it's their fault, but in some ways it kind of is the other person's yeah. fault. If they're only half in, mm -hmm. they're telling you they like you, but they're not putting in the oh. effort. And then you're standing there going, why aren't you coming up with this answer yourself? Yeah. Why am I having to be the one to tell you that yeah. you don't like me enough? Yeah. Can you not recognize this yourself and yeah. walk away from me? Spare me please. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of women have a, a really hard time because they have to be strong enough to recognize that, take the hit to the ego, that it's just not them. You know, it's, it, it, 
they are not the one for that man and they have to unfortunately be the ones to step up and tell them <laughs> like hey news buddy you don't actually like me as much as you think you do oh, okay. <laughs> do you know do you know how many times i've literally had to tell guys you think you love me you do not actually love me because you don't even know who i am it's so insulting it's so effing insulting i know exactly how it feels and and you know what i respect you enough to be the bad guy in your narrative yeah fine yeah but i have to love and this is the thing you we we all have to love ourselves enough and and respect our time that's the only thing we have and so that's one of the worst parts about that scenario is having to be strong enough to walk away when you don't want to, you're not, you're the one out of the two of you that really doesn't want to wait, walk away because you've put so much effort, forget about the effort that you've put in. Uh, Cause that's kind of a hot cop out. Just base it on your feelings for them yeah. alone. You know, you're the one that's clearly more attached. And more often than not, people who are that emotionally attached are very vulnerable people and they tend to be people pleasers, at least the people I know and the kind of person I, I am. And so that's where it becomes really tricky mm -hmm. because, and I've had to coach my friends through this so many times, no contact, like ending it and going no contact is the only solution the for yourself, but it's the toughest yep. solution yep. for a people pleaser because all you want to do and all you wanted to do in that relationship was love them and make them happy and make them happy. Yes. And so, and it's because you care about them as a person and then afterward you want to continue to do that because yeah. you genuinely care about them as a person, mm. but it can be very, very difficult because you can't have that well, person yeah, in your because life. You, you end up ending it or you, you know, you, you think because us women we think about the breakup months before we do it mm -hmm. right so we sit there or like weeks before we do it. we sit there and we're like this isn't working we have chats with our girls we have we think about things and we're like okay we're, you and i need to have a talk if any wait if any men are out there listening and you're wondering where that breakup came from i can guarantee you that no woman has ever broken up with a man or ended things and it had not been a months long decision yeah, yeah. If it was a long-term relationship, months, if, yeah. if not years, yeah, we were, <laughs> yeah, because we're so, it, it takes a long time. It takes a long there. time and we're fighters. Just like, yeah, when we care about someone, I think in our, just in our like biology and the way we are is women want to keep going at it and we want to mm -hmm. give it another chance and we don't want to give up. Women and, for president. Yeah. <laughs> true like we'd Always. be fucking amazing decision makers like <laughs> oh god okay so with that being said with all of that being said you muster up the courage and you finally have that talk right yeah and then the minute he comes to you a couple weeks after and he's upset you want to do everything in your power to make him feel better right and that's where the people pleasing comes from but you gotta set your boundaries you gotta say no i can't talk to you anymore but how hard is that it's, it's, how hard is that it rips your souls apart yeah. yourself by trying to protect yourself and this is why when people are like you know we've had girls we've had girls 
or like even you know some of our guys were like oh this person asshole or this person's a bitch they broke up with me and you gotta sometimes give perspective to that person and say the best thing they could have done for you is to break it's hard breaking up with someone it is so hard breaking up with someone it's, it's hard and it's the worst when you are the one that doesn't want to have to do it yeah you know and you're doing it because they won't do it they yeah. won't come to that realization themselves which is just so infuriating it's like no just and it's not that we want you to be the bad guy it's just that it sucks that we have to do everything yeah yeah we got to go through the emotional cycle yeah. of yeah. feeling unwanted yes. putting in continuous effort feeling imagine you have to tell another human being i i need you to love me yeah why don't you love me do you not care about me and as I, i'm saying this yeah. i'm i have never actually sat down and wondered what goes through their heads when we're sitting there asking we that. sound like pathetic idiots it does sound pathetic it's so pathetic but how, like did they not what are they thinking when we're saying when we're literally saying that to them like i don't know do you even care guys <laughs> We need you to, we need you to like, tell us what's going on. Do we just sound, yeah. Do we just sound so pathetic that you're just like, uh, she's just having another meltdown. Just ignore her. Or are we feeding your egos? Right. And you're, you're thinking, Ooh, she's groveling for me. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is. It's possible. Because let, let's, let's reverse the roles. If a guy did that to us, I would be turned off. Well, you, first of all, we never let it get there. No, we don't engage. That's the difference. But if between, a guy was well, groveling, would you, would you be turned on by that? No, of course I'd be turned off, but I never get into that situation yeah. because it's, I'm not attracted to people that I'm not attracted yeah. to. Yeah. And this is the whole thing. It's like, and I think this is the issue that a lot of women have in general. It's that we are so emotionally in tune with ourselves. Mm -hmm. we just grow up that way mm -hmm. and so we come into relationships and the people that we're attracted to ready mm -hmm. we're ready to love and then we're met with more often than not men who are just like what's love yeah like uh, just look looking at us with this like so let me put this on the table are men because women are as you said women are just a lot more emotionally aware and in tune with our instincts and our emotions and mm -hmm. more aligned with things like that but should men be as well because men that that's not a natural thing for a man i want them to be okay but oftentimes oftentimes that's that's not a masculine oh sorry see mm, i don't know because i think we're seeing again bringing travis kelsey into this mm -hmm. i would say and i would guess he's an emotionally aware person at this point in his life if he's able to give but that's not the same that's not the same because when you're like how many times have we looked at guys and we're like when you have normal conversations with them you think they are emotional but then when they're in a relationship it's a little bit too feminine like for me like like trav doesn't come across as feminine at all yeah it has to be a good balance it's but a i good think balance so like this is where we're this is where we also need to be as women. We need to also have a little bit of allowance, right? We need to be a little bit forgiving and be aware that just, just as much as we're so, so social, socially aware and our EQ has to be high enough to understand that we are so aware. 
we have to be a little bit forgiving and understand that a, a masculine man does not always possess the same qualities and us expecting exactly the same isn't always that's a really fair. good point yeah that's really fair we have to have some forgiveness with that mm -hmm. and recognize that their gender is built differently right off the bat just as we are just as we are right yeah to a certain extent yeah i'm not i'm not saying like treat us like crap and put zero effort and now you yeah. have an excuse now because you're like, I'm masculine blah, blah, blah. no but you know we have to have we have to allow for some feminine feminine and masculine differences right. in our relationships well, i think there's room for coming and meeting in the middle of course it's just that generally we are so so far apart when it comes to that but you know what going back to what we just said i think the reason why you feel or i feel that the people we've met so far is we are so far off is because they're not the right ones yeah i just hate well as soon as you say that i get flashbacks of all the men telling me that i'm not the right one one for them so i really hate But that's exactly what we just that, talked about yes but i know i just hate that wording because okay. I, I just have a real quip with that whole line of talking when and it because usually this is delivered during breakups like mm -hmm. you're just not the right one for me and I've gotten into this conversation with you before about being able to wrap my head around and separate myself out of that mm -hmm. when it comes to someone not liking you or okay no let's come back to the when someone says you're not the right one yeah. for me generally they have come to this conclusion because you are missing certain qualities, yep. qualities and pieces that they want yeah now how can you not turn to yourself when you hear that and think i am not enough i am not enough for this person logically how do you explain your way out of that but i but i think it's your perspective on it i think instead of looking at it like that and and don't get me wrong like i've my last big big breakup um yeah he there was there was words exchanged similar to that and actually he did the breaking up and he said you're we're just not good together you're not you're not right for me and i remember it hits it hits a insecurity spot right like, oh yeah it digs and and brings out every single insecurity you have about yourself at that moment it magnifies and you're sitting there and i sat there for days and i thought why wasn't i enough for him but then this but then it's my person i spoke to my family about it. i spoke with my brother about it and he was like no he has done a favor for you. And this is, this is just exactly what we talked about. If someone is telling you, you are not right for them. It also means they are not right for you. It also means, but you are, we are so caught up in the delusion that we have created of who they are and that they, we're not in love with them. We are not in love with them. We're in love with this human being that our crazy brains have created in our heads of what they could be for us. So you're saying that scenario that I just painted is actually the scenario I was asking for in the beginning. That it's exactly yeah, what it's, it is. It's why can't they do the dirty why work for us? Why can't they do the dirty work? They're doing the dirty work for us. It's and just, then, you're still at that point where you can't accept it. Yes. Yeah. Because it's, it's ultimately, it's rejection and 
it's it's rejection yeah. people hate feeling rejected yeah. i do everything i can when i don't feel like i'm rejecting someone i'm just doing it for me and because i'm a people pleaser i have to go above and beyond to show them that this is not about me rejecting you because of who you are. This is literally just because I need to save myself. But do you think that makes any difference? I, I don't know, right. but it's the only thing you that's like going to help me sleep for you. at night. Yeah. yeah, like no contact is such a hard thing to do as mm -hmm. a people pleaser because like when you really genuinely care about someone, like you you want to be inside their head and just like cradling all their insecure thoughts but that's constantly. a selfish people pleaser because you're being you're being nice to them because you're trying to please you're trying to you have we ha I'm, I'm the same i'm exactly the same when i'm being nice to someone and you and i talked about this recently you called me out on it i wanted to be nice to someone who i no longer needed to be nice to them but it's it's who i innately am i just want to make sure they feel okay well and right that's so, our perspective that's we our want perspective. to make sure they feel okay but what it really is is we're trying to salvage their perspective of us yes if we really were strong enough we would be able to let that go and just be okay with them thinking whatever they wanted to I think love about you us enough to be the bad guy in your story right i love you enough for you to hate me because down the line i it is what's best for us okay but one more rebuttal to this mm -hmm. what about in those scenarios you were the one that loved them yeah the most yeah and you found nothing wrong with them mm -hmm. and you know when you're walking away they're going to somehow create some kind of narrative about you to make themselves feel better mm -hmm. or to make the, the situation feel better for yeah. them and you just hate that knowing that and you just want to be like no I loved you. Yeah. How could you think that about me? And it's that, that those thoughts will keep me up at night. So this is why you got to cut communication. You got to go cold Turkey. And two, you got to think to yourself, it, it no longer matters what they say. Right. Right. It, it, it's not hard about for people pleaser. It's, it's very hard, but <laughs> being a people pleaser is, is not a good thing. Right you and I are working on that. You and I, it's, it's a healing thing that we have to go through. Mm -hmm. Do you know how hard it is for me when I don't want to go out sometimes? And my, I, and I experienced this when I experienced this when I was living abroad and my people, my friends and stuff would be like, come out, come out. And because I didn't want to let people down, I would sacrifice my own energy and my own mental health at that moment, just to make sure my friends were happy. Mm -hmm. Do you know how toxic that is now when I look at, look back? Because I needed that five hours of alone time and that peace because I'm a, um, what is it? I'm an extrovert introvert. Mm. I need to be alone to just regain my social battery, recharge it. But I was sacrificing myself just to make sure yeah. they were, and, and then when you notice you do that, you start thinking about all your relationships, yeah. colleagues, friends, lovers, and you're like, I literally did this with every single person in my life. And how toxic is that? Yeah. It's a tiring. It's exhausting. <laughs> I'm exhausted. You know what it is? Can I just, can I just say this? I know everyone's, we're all in this era of like self growth and becoming a better person. Can we all just agree that it's fucking exhausting? <laughs> I'm so tired. This is why you're basically the only person I talk to. <laughs> 
I'm exhausted, man. I'm alone. It is the loneliest process because you just identify so many red flags with people who are not at the same place as you. And so you just isolate more and more people. And, and I actually love this video that I saw the other day because it really resonated with me. I really hate how people will say, oh, you're just too picky. Like, why aren't you dating? Like, da da da. And they have this whole narrative around, like, you got to get out. Yeah. But I saw this video the other day that basically was talking about the more secure you become as a person, the less attracted you are to other people or you're attracted to less people. You're attracted to less people. Less people you will become attracted to. That's just because you're becoming very selective because you know what you want. And that's reframing our classic, oh, she's just picky into something that's way more positive and sounds way healthier. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't listen to it to make myself feel better. It just resonated with me because I'm like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, don't tell me I'm picky. I just know what I want yeah. and that's become unfortunately worse yeah. and worse <laughs> the, the older you get um, until there's just maybe one person on this but you planet. Know what it is? It's interesting because so many times I've gone out and you know, we'll be with like a bunch of group of people and I, I look around and I'm like, you know, I hate people. Already. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, I'm over it. Like everyone just annoys me. And then two, I'm like, even like, you know, maybe some other girls might find a guy attractive and they're like, Oh, he's so cute. Why aren't you like putting more effort? And, I'm like, no, no, I don't want, I this. don't want it. And it's not yeah. because, and then, but what happens, what I was trying to get at is what happens is to all those people telling me I'm picky, believe me, I go home and I think, am I picky? And that's, am I doing something wrong? So by you saying things like that to us, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Creating an insecurity that just doesn't need to be there. Exactly. That's why I really appreciated that video because I'm like, finally, this makes sense yeah. to me. Don't tell me that what I'm doing is doing is something negative, that me like making a hermit of myself is negative. Like, no, I've just come to a point in my life where I know who I am. I know what I want. The, the less secure and confident you are in yourself, the more people you attract or the more people you're attracted to. And then if you look at it from a different perspective of like the energy you're giving out. And I watched this video with this guy who went out with two girls, two of his girlfriends. One was both of them, he said, equally attractive. Like they're both in terms of appearances. He said they're both of them are the same. He's like, but one of them has just gone through a really messy breakup and is in a really low place in her life, just in terms of like her own personal um, journey. And the other one is very, very emotionally just healthy in a good place. She said not a single guy at that bar approached the one who was like secure and confident. Right. And he's like, the other girl, she she was getting approached nonstop. And this goes back to the energy you're also giving out. The Mm -hmm. less secure you are and the less confident you are, you give off a different energy. And the vultures out there, they smell it. Oh, yeah. They smell it. It also comes down to when you're thinking about the people that cheat, the people whose eyes wander the most uh, are are the the most most insecure insecure people. Yeah. Yeah. And not to, and again, you know, we're not making an excuse for cheating by saying that, yeah. like, you know, there's no excuse for that, but to, if it helps anyone, yeah, it's, it's, they are the most, they're trying to fill a, a hole that is inside of them. Yeah. And it, it's difficult to hear because if your partner, um, is feeling insecure, 
about themselves or mm-hmm. feels like there's a hole, that's a shitty thing to hear, right? Because yeah. yeah. you're like, am I not enough? Like, why wasn't I enough for him to feel secure? Yeah. But this is why it takes two people to cheat. Right. It takes two people to cheat. And I know it sounds bad, um, but – and it could it could also be for whatever reason. It could be as simple as – that relationship just should have ended week one. Yeah. <laughs> Someone should have recognized it. Someone should have been okay it. with walking away. I had an experience with this guy once where I told him I've gone through a lot of self reflection and self growth and I'm at a different place men- mentally. And I don't think our personalities and where we are is aligned in life right now. The most exhausting thing that I had to do in my, the last, like, I would say like the last two years of, my life was trying to explain to this man why we are not good together because he just I would say something like you know on this level we're just not aligned and his response to me was so superficial right and that's when I love your curly hair yeah and this is why I said in the beginning we have to start treating people that we already recognize not who are lower than us, but who just are different. Just are different. They just they aren't at that level of depth that we are at. Yeah. Um, we have to start recognizing them and then treating them like they're an addict and just say and just walking away. <laughs> they I cannot help you. I can't help yeah. you with my explanation. I can't make you see what I'm seeing. And so that's when you have to be the not I won't say bigger person but that's when you have to be a strong person and just say I've got to do this without words here I can't I'm not gonna get I know as soon as I open my mouth this is just gonna turn into an argument because they don't see it Mm -hmm. in themselves they're gonna be defensive and why bother why why start this whole insulting train back and forth because then they're gonna say insulting things back to you because they're capable of that and everyone has wrong things with them yeah um you know you can pick me apart all you want sure like i i'm not perfect but if you are the person that recognizes that you got to be the one to shut it down yeah shut it down and shut up yeah and that's and that's exactly what happened right but then going back to what we said it's i i'm now like this you know terrible bad guy in, in the narrative and and i'm perfectly okay with that because yeah it's my sanity and and that's that's it right it's just like yeah. That's the other thing. Do you find that your mental peace is just invaluable now? I feel like I can recognize what peace is mm. at this stage in my life. And yeah, I strive to have it whenever possible. Yeah. It is so incredibly valuable, way more valuable than just having things around that yeah. just kind of feed me a little bit. Yeah. No, I, if I have to be a hermit, I'll be a hermit to protect my peace. And I don't care what, uh, you know, perspective you have on that. If you want to be a social person and that's what fuels you in this life, go Yeah, do that. Yeah. You know what fuels me in my life? Sitting on my couch, yeah. watching TV and staying the F away from people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting because you and I are different in that sense. Like I still enjoy going out, mm-hmm. but I want to go out with people I like. Yeah. And, and it's generally not a big group because it just, yeah. But I still like going out. I, oh, yeah. I like doing both. 
Um, but going back to the mental piece, it I, it doesn't mean that we don't um we don't understand difficulties in life, or it doesn't mean that we avoid challenges or we run away from challenges. Yeah. It just means that we want to get back to that neutral state of like mental peace as quickly as possible by problem solving effectively yes and coming up with solutions we're solution oriented and problem solving mentality right by communicating well by figuring out okay where did we go wrong in our last argument and let's come back to this mental stability like this balance point this equilibrium um and I think, yeah, that's one of our traits is being able to recognize that in advance mm -hmm. and avoid situations or things more efficiently than we would have earlier on in life. So I think I'm just getting better at yeah. eliminating those scenarios yeah. that aren't going to bring me peace. Um, and yeah, it's for anyone listening out there. I don't see on my couch all the time. <laughs> she do, doesn't. I, I, I can, do I go can, out. I, can, doesn't. I do go out. But like, you do go out. Yeah, but you like go out. dating yeah. apps, never going to no, happen. No, no, no. Absolutely no. not. No. Um, like I know what's for me mm -hmm. and that is not for me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I tried it, but definitely not for me either. It's, it just, the, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I don't know. I mean, we, we had a podcast on this. I think the algorithm itself is, is there designed. to ruin, it's designed to ruin you. I think. I think that the type of my experience just hasn't been very good. If your experience has been great, great. Tell me what you did. Tell me if there's like a secret to it. I think a lot of people are generally feeling that way. Like it's not just us. Oh, girl, I don't know. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> just, I'm, at just... a, I'm at a point in my life where um, I'm coming to terms with certain things. Mm. Uh, Isn't it a wonderful place? Should we open up our seniors' home? <laughs> Should, Should we, we just, just make one? Should we just open yeah. it up? Yeah. <laughs> the seniors' home that I want to open up, each floor is themed. So, like, the third floor is, like, a full sports, uh, like, for sports lovers. Right. So, there's, like, a big screen in the common room, and there's, like... Oh, so, like, based on their interests and hobbies. Yeah. But, like, you try to categorize it and, like, filter it into, like, four or five. Yeah. And then, right. But, like, really go hard on it. So, like, like knitting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's not just, like, uh, oh, at lunchtime we do our tea yeah. and knitting. And then every Monday and Thursday we have, no, I want every night on the sports floor is, you know, like, they've got the games on. Got, like, no one's bedding. complaining about the level of noise. Uh, the, yeah. It is just full on. I want that yeah. because I want to enjoy those last years where I can't move yeah. out of my bed. I can appreciate you know? that. I can appreciate that. <laughs> Wheel me down to the big screen. Just, yeah. I want to watch the World Series with, with people that are like shouting players' names Speaking from 30 years ago. Speaking of sports, um, I've identified for me like, like an interesting point because I've now realized that every time I've dated or gone on dates with guys who are not sport lovers, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about fanatic fans because that, that's a turnoff for me. Right. Why do you love a player so much? Like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> Are you like, you know, some people go to the game and Are they you? walk out so like, they're so into, I'm, were you playing? <laughs> they're into it. Are you the owner of the team? <laughs> Are you the coach? Are you a player? <laughs> Are you the player's wife or husband? No. Why are you getting so, I don't get it. Yeah. 
But you you and I are both like this because we prefer to go to a bar, sit mm-hmm. at the bar and watch a game yeah. instead of like sitting in one of those chairs and just talking shit. With like the people we, throwing beers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so I've now identified that, and maybe people are going to come at me for this, but I've identified that people who don't, or guys, because I'm, I'm into guys, <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out there. Uh, well, maybe that's the wrong. <laughs> maybe that's the wrong. Maybe that's the root of my issue. Uh, <laughs> but I've identified that whenever I go for guys who aren't into sports or like some kind of athlete growing up, um, I find they have really strange personalities. Just you have less in common. I think this is what you're discovering. Oh, I see what you mean. But but see, some people are into that, yeah. like indie guy that like doesn't like sports. Or, yeah, and that's yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's really great. Good um, for them. Good for them. <laughs> but like my experience has been like, are you a serial killer? Right. Like, I'm like you got weird you vibes. Got some creepy stuff going right. on. Rather Why can't you be one of the common people? Just a little bit. I don't bit. even want to use the word common because I don't even know what that is anymore. Okay, yeah. I need to like figure out that definition. <laughs> <laughs> but because I'm seeing more weirdos out there than right, so maybe that's common. And I'm <laughs> I'm the one that's messed up. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like talking about self growth. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I am the problem. Like, hi. Taylor Swift. Hi. The problem is me. <laughs> It's an indicator that tells you this is a safe, normal person. Mm-hmm. And you can be nerdy. You can mm-hmm. be like a little nerdy, yeah. but still into sports. And like, I'm, you know, they're not uh, like separate things mm-hmm. just because you're into like arts and stuff. It doesn't mean you don't like sports. Yeah. But I'm talking about guys who just don't like. Yeah. Or they just aren't at all interested. At all. And yeah. they never grew up playing. Because I do know guys who just don't really watch now, mm-hmm. but they grew up playing like. I don't know, hockey or soccer or football, whatever, rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but now they're just because of life and stuff. They just, they're not TV people or whatever. Yeah. yeah this can actually be a whole separate conversation. Cause as you're talking about this, what are you thinking about this was something we talked about in philosophy class back in my college days. Sports is one of those things that requires a suspension of disbelief. You have to kind of, well, you have to suspend your disbelief in the structure of the world and believe in this little game Mm -hmm. that we're putting on in front of us. It's entertainment at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And it's this little game with these people and players and this team's against this team. They're wearing white and this team's wearing red and and you just got to cheer with. And you're all, if you really think about it to its basics, Mm -hmm. like, we're all flooding into this stadium and cheering on these people playing a game. Like it's literally a game. We're back to medieval times, essentially cheering on the people that are like force fighting and like throwing gavels at each other. It's the same thing, right? But it's this suspension of disbelief moment that you're in this entertainment zone. But are you talking about the fan or you're talking about the people I'm talking about us people liking sports okay but what about people who are just well well no i'm coming i'm coming to your point that you had earlier about how you use people who like sports Mm -hmm. as an indicator that there is something normal about them and i think coming back to that point of like being able to 
participate in this like group entertainment mm -hmm. exercise with your peers. It's just like the ability to be social. Right. right. Um, yeah. It's one of those things that's an indicator that a person's capable yeah. of having a normal, quote unquote, normal yeah. way of social doing interaction, things, social interaction, all those yeah. things. And mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's what it comes it. down to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting you said that because once I, once I figured out this is something that might be um, important for me, I started thinking why. And then it went back to what you just said. It's, it goes down to the characteristics of how someone gets involved in sports or why they enjoy sports. And then when you are generally in team sports, which is why I think it's so important to be involved in team sports for me, is you learn certain characters, you learn certain traits. And so like teamwork, yeah. communication, discipline, accountability, um, self-control, you know, standards, competitiveness, like there's certain drive motivation. There's all those traits. Yeah. We, we say the word sport, but there's so many characters, so many traits that goes into someone who played sports growing up. There's so and much I'm, you can learn so much. from and in all the aspects of it, it's, it's almost just like a college experience. Like a lot of people will say like, well, what did I learn? What did I learn in high school? What did I learn yeah. in, in university? Why did I take this class? But it's the experience that helps you the life grow you and learn. all that. Yeah. 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 It's not about the content you're learning. You're right. How many times have we learned calculus or like use calculus in our thirties right now in some, most of the industries we work in very rarely, but going to class on time, making sure you study instead of going out partying all those life skills networking networking yeah. guys yeah guys girls all those life skills are taught to you in certain atmospheres now i'm not saying the academic atmosphere is the only way but those institutions are the only way i'm not saying that by any means but i'm saying they're they're one of the ways that you can incorporate a lot of these life skills into it and they you, shouldn't be just disregarded because, you know, people just don't want to follow the yeah. norm. If you aren't good at something, how do you deal with that? That in itself is also a life yeah. lesson. It's how do you navigate? How do you navigate through not being able to hating math or yeah. hating algebra? Or, well, that's math, but like geography or history, whatever it is. You don't you learn the skill of discipline. how not to procrastinate. Yeah. Discipline, all of these right? things. How do I do things that I don't like in life? Like who likes burpees? Yeah. Like, do you know how many burpees we had to do when we had like basketball practice at 5.30 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> or like you had to go and yeah. you, it was winter time, like Canada freaking cold, mm -hmm. dark, right? I still had class the next day, um, hours later. I mean, even now there's certain things that I've, like I hated reading growing up. Things I didn't want to read, like I hated textbook. Are you about to admit that you can't read very bad? Yeah. <laughs> This is it. I'm illiterate. <laughs> I hated reading. I can't read. I hated textbook reading. Mm. But then give me a books I loved. Yeah. I could just sit and read all night. But now I'm appreciating, oh, I, sh I should have learned more yeah. about this. And now I find myself reading journal articles mm -hmm. because I'm just interested on a topic. Mm -hmm. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to give an example of something that happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> send you a photo and I'm like, research this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Uh, still many lessons to learn. Oh yeah. We're still growing. But at least we know that, we which is a step ahead of some people.
Yeah. <laughs> I think they know everything. <laughs>